Welcome to our podcast about living on the Lewy Body Roller Coaster, a podcast for Lewy Body Dementia patients and their families presented by Lewy Body patients and their families. Thank you all for joining us as we share firsthand the ups and downs and twists and turns of all things Lewy Body Dementia, including our support, experiences, and friendship. We're your hosts, Linda and Curry. I have a loved one with Lewy Body Dementia. And I am living with Lewy Body Dementia. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, welcome back, y'all. As always, we want to thank everyone for listening and supporting us doing this podcast. Yes, thank you all for supporting us. This week, we want to give a shout-out to Karen Clink, Deanna Scott, Ryan Samuel, Sarah, Matthew, and Andrew Zapula, and Polina Deneva for being patron supporters, and also to Janine Abyss and Deb Summers. We can't thank you all enough for helping us keep the podcast going so we can all learn from this with each other on our Lily journey. Thank you all so very much for your support. And as we always say, we're doing this podcast for all of us so we can share our journeys and experiences, but more importantly, our friendships. Just another quick reminder that we are not offering any medical advice and are merely sharing information from those on this journey. So, uh, this is our 25th week of doing the podcast. Um, so, in light of the fact uh, that it is, this is the 25th episode that we're publishing, and more importantly, the fact that our dear friend Curry is in Texas, where there's an ice storm and he has been without power, mm, I think it's a day and a half now, and... I don't think they're going to get out of this until Friday this week. So his family has been in Texas, of all places, bundled up with sweatshirts and jackets and uh, mittens in the house just to make it through the night because I know he texted me and said that um, they haven't had power. I think the, the state turned on the power or his area turned on the power for about two hours last night. So needless to say, they're all trying, his family's all trying to get the animals, make sure the animals are okay. So we decided that because we couldn't really record this week since he has no access to power and he's conserving his, um, his phone, that we would just play for you again our first episode um, explaining who we are and uh, why we decided to do the podcast. So... Uh, it's an oldie, but a good, a good one. I, I hope you agree that we've come a long way of learning how to make these recordings since that first week uh, back in September. But we'll be back next week, fingers crossed. Say a prayer. Texas gets out of this cold snap. Here in New Jersey, it's 52. Where Curry is, it's 8. Uh, and wind chill of a, like a lo- negative 11 for them. So... Uh, we'll be back next week for sure, but we wanted to share with you and celebrate that this is our 25th week of doing this. Again, we it, it sounds strange for me to say the word celebrate of doing a podcast about Lewy body dementia because you know I've always said that it's just sad that we have to do. We felt the need to do a podcast just to share everyone's experiences. 
but this is week 25 and mother nature had uh, her own mind made up that we were not going to be able to record this week. So we're going to play our first episode that aired back in September, the first week of September. So enjoy. All right. Wow, Carrie. It's exciting. We're finally getting our first episode off and going. Exciting for sure, as we hope to be some comfort to those with Lewy body dementia and let listeners know they are not in this fight alone. That's true. And if we can help others with information from our podcast about this disease, all our hard work will be worth it. We also hope to share our stories and stories from others living with Lewy body dementia as a means to educate and provide support for patients, caregivers, and the medical field on what Lewy body dementia patients and their caregivers are experiencing. So let's get started. So Carrie, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your journey thus far with Lewy body dementia. Well, first off, I'm married to Linda. We've been married 35 years this year. But anyway, I was a truck driver, an over-the-road truck driver, and I drove. I chose to drove my loads at night. I started having auditory hallucinations in 2006, 2007, and uh, the visuals, we didn't recognize them, though, as as hallucinations. We just thought my ears were playing tricks. Hmm. The visuals started in 2011. I was seeing cactus, the saguaro cactus, and Joshua trees and telephone poles. They'd be swaying as I drove down the road, and the cactus would be running beside me as I drove down the road. Hmm. The visuals got real bad in 2015. I I saw people walking in front of my truck. I had people in my truck. I had a giant lizard trying to get in my truck as I was driving down the road. And we finally decided there's something wrong. We'd always thought that I was just overworked and was staying tired because I drove night. And my eyes were just playing tricks on me. But uh, I had a real bad visual hallucination one night. And that's when Linda said, you need to get to a doctor. So I got my company to get me in. I went to the doctor and told her everything. And she, well, of course, I was out of breath, too. Let me say that. One of my first symptoms was losing my breath. I couldn't walk the distance of my my truck and trailer without stopping and resting. Mm. So we got a, uh, an appointment with the doctor. Well, first thing she saw was that I smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. So she went to looking for lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And But yet I was confused. I was hallucinating. Uh, I was getting lost in familiar places that I drove. But yet she was convinced I had lung cancer. She ended up doing CAT scans, MRIs, the whole nine yards. Then she finally couldn't find anything, so she finally sent me to a pulmonary specialist. And he did all kinds of tests on me, found nothing wrong with me, but he addressed the hallucination part. He thought that I was having frontal frontal temporal seizures. So he called a, a neurosurgeon of his and tried to get me an appointment with him. Long story short, my insurance wouldn't cover that one. So I went back to my doctor and uh, said, look, the lung doctor couldn't find anything, now what? So she sent me to a heart specialist because she was still concerned that I couldn't breathe. I, I couldn't walk without losing my breath. Went to the heart doctor, 
he ran all kinds of tests. I mean, I went to him over and over, and he found nothing wrong. He said, my heart's in good shape, just like the lung doctor said. My lungs were in great shape, even though I smoked four packs a day. So I went, I went back to my doctor, and then she sent me to a, a neurologist. Well, the neurologist said, you've got to have a occult malignancy in you, That's it, which is a cancer that there you cannot find where it starts, but it's in your system. But she did all kinds of tests on me, couldn't find anything. By that time, my insurance had run out because I'd had to quit driving the truck. So there I was, no insurance. The neurologist dropped me like a hot potato when my insurance ran out. So I had to go get on indigent care at our county hospital. Well, they put me with a new doctor in town who, who was a younger doctor in his late 30s, early 40s. And Linda, in the meantime, had gathered up all my medical records and put them in a notebook in order of date and by what doctor. So she carried this big, thick notebook in to my first doctor's appointment with Dr. Hayes. And he sat there for an hour going through it, reading everything. I mean, he read every page. And I said, look, I need you to refer me out to an oncologist because they all say I've got cancer, but no one can find it. And he said, I'm not going to do that. He said, I'd be wasting your time and my time. He said, all these other doctors have looked for cancer and they've not found it. You don't have cancer. You don't show any signs of it. What you do have is Lewy body dementia. And I looked at him and I said, did you say lower body dementia? <laughs> and he said, no, Lewy body dementia. I said, okay. And he told us a little bit about it. He said, we'll talk about it more at your next appointment. So anyway, that's how I was diagnosed. I think there are many people like you. And once I tell you uh, our story on how uh, my husband was diagnosed, I think our listeners, a lot of people are going to be able to relate to your story and to my story. Uh, yeah. And that's really one of the reasons why we're doing this is because... There's not much out there about Lewy body dementia. So for me, my husband, um, he was, uh, he's 65 now. When he was 58, he started to say that he couldn't remember things like what our second floor looked like or the kid's bedroom. And he started saying that he was having trouble getting words out. So we went to a neurologist who did some tests, and they said he had mild cognitive impairment. So the symptoms seemed, we were like, okay. So we, I did, I'm, I'm a science teacher, so it's in my nature to do research. So I started researching mild cognitive impairment, and his symptoms started to progress. So the neurologist sent us to Philadelphia, where you live in southern New Jersey. So they sent us to Philadelphia, which, of course, they did more tests. And they did actually did an MRI. So we went home, had to wait for the results. We, get, we got a new appointment. We drove up to Philadelphia, very anxious to find out what, what the results were. And when we got there, the receptionist said, I'm sorry, didn't anybody call you and tell you the doctor's on vacation? So we were... <laughs> Needless to say, we were a little annoyed at that. Um, but then my husband said, well, we had an MRI done here. Can we get the MRI and 
our goal was is to get the disc of the MRI and bring it back to our New Jersey neurologist and let the New Jersey neurologist read it and tell us what what was going on. So we were able to do that. And then we started driving back. Um, it's about an hour and 15 minutes home. And I didn't realize that in the envelope was also a piece of paper that stated that the findings uh, show that it's consistent with Alzheimer's. So my husband realized, he read that, um, didn't say anything to me the whole ride home. So then we, we got home and he put it on the counter and I took out the disc and I saw the paper. So that's how we first found out he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So we finally get to go back to the doctor who's now not on vacation. And I kind of filled him in on the how we got a hold of this MRI. So he did apologize. And then he said, okay, he just read the same thing, told us the same thing. It was in the report. And he said, okay, we're going to go down the hallway. You're going to meet, you know, so and Susie, she's the social worker. Um, she's got things to talk to you about. So we did that. So we went into this little room and she gives us a folder and inside the folder, she's like, you need to get your affairs in order and here's some support groups you might want to look up and then I'll see you in six months, which we, Carrie and I talked about, like that will be one of our episode topics um, because so now we left and we were like, okay, see you in six months. You just kind of dropped the bomb that he officially has Alzheimer's and I'm just to get my affairs in order. Um, right. So we went home and, you know, started doing all that, got our affairs in order, you know, lawyer and got his, um, you know, we got our will and all that power of attorney done. But he started to have different symptoms because once, you know, they said he had Alzheimer's, I started doing more research on Alzheimer's. And I, too, like your wife, Linda, have a binder <laughs> with, mm-hmm. with um, dividers for every doctor he's been to. Yeah, so I, I, I too, have that binder. So, yeah, it is because uh, you just go in and we're like, here, um, and you need to look at this. So we we go back six months later and I now in the meantime, I've done more research and I'm like, I kind of think he has Lewy body dementia, not Alzheimer's. So I had a list of symptoms ready to give the doctor. So they did another test. They did a PET scan. So then we had to go back again for that. And that's when he said uh, he had. Uh, Lewy body dementia. He he has the symptoms of Lewy body dementia. And then, of course, okay, I'll see you in six months. So well, there we were. They did give him some medicine, but said there really isn't much to help with Lewy body dementia. Uh, maybe just treat the symptoms. So that's, we kind of went home and I started searching for uh, support groups. And I went to a few in person, but they were pretty much all about Alzheimer's, and it was a lot of older people, like 80, 85, with their spouse, 80, 85. So there was no one, or a lot of people that were taking care of their older parent or grandparent. So I didn't really find any help there because I honestly left the meetings crying for the other people because I felt so bad for them uh, with what's going on. So I searched support groups, and this is we're gonna where I'm gonna kind of transition into how Carrie and I met because I'm in New Jersey and he is in Texas, which you can see I love his accent. By the way, Carrie, you have a 
Perfect. <laughs> you have a perfect pod, podcasting voice. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. What Carrie did say is your dad was a DJ for a while, so runs in the yeah, family. Man. So I searched online through through Facebook, and I found um, Carrie's support group, and that's how we connected. So you want to tell them, Carrie, what your support group is called? Sure, it's called Our Journey with Lewy Body Dementia. And I started that in 2016, right after I was diagnosed. I would like to step back for just a minute. During trying to get find out what's wrong with me and get a diagnosis, I had gone to two emergency rooms. Was there at each one of them 24 hours at one and 26 at the other. The only thing they addressed was my shortness of breath. They told me I was I had COPD. They didn't address the hallucinations, the confusion, anything like that. One of them diagnosed me with COPD, but yet both of them thought I was using alcohol and that that's what was using uh, causing my hallucinations. And I hadn't had a drink in 34 years at that time. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed at 56 years old. I'm 60 now. But uh, I just... I left that part out earlier, and, and that's very important because a lot of these people will find themselves going to an emergency room, and there's not much an emergency room can do for a Louis body. Right. Uh, they normally give you all the wrong meds and cause more problems than what they solve. Yeah, and and as we have more episodes, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So uh, I just want to tell you how Carrie and I finish how Carrie and I got together is so I found I found his uh, Facebook page and um, my husband is very protective of me and he does not share with me how he's feeling with his Louis body. And I was reading Carrie, you are the most open and honest person I've met. And I can tell you personally that I appreciate that what Carrie will do is he'll just put on his page how he's feeling that day. And because of that, I feel like I bet I understand what my husband could be going through because he's trying to protect me and not worry me about anything. And that's the reason I started that page was to let others know what I go through. Uh, so they know what their loved ones go through. Plus they know what I'm going through for my friends and family. Yeah. But that's why I started the page. Yeah. So I sent Carrie a private message, and I, I told him, I said, you know, I've, I think I've learned more about what my husband must be experiencing just from reading your page. And I wanted to, I just thanked him, and I said, listen, anyone who has Lewy body dementia, you all are going to be able to relate that doctors don't really even know what this is. And just like you said, you went to the emergency room, and they could give you medicines that would make it worse. So... I yeah. I connected with Carrie and I said, hey, I you know why don't we do a podcast about this so we can help even more people? Um, so it's been about I don't know three four months um, mm-hmm. maybe since COVID hit that uh, we started talking back and forth and I started doing my research on equipment to do a podcast. So that's kind of where we are with everything. Um, we our our goal for this podcast series is to discuss a different aspect or topic about living with Lewy body dementia. And we hope to each episode will have a guest who will share his or her own experience with the disease. It is important to us that our listeners and the medical community hears from those affected with the disease by listening to how it makes them feel. 
what their concerns are, and how we can be a help to one another by sharing suggestions, advice, and friendship. We will also have guests that are, are or were caregivers. We feel it's very important to include these individuals also. Yeah, and our, our goal also is to share and discuss everything from pre-diagnosis symptoms to diagnosis and everything in between and beyond, including hallucinations, show timing, night terrors, music therapy, and the fact that no two people with Lewy body are going to have the same exact symptoms. Exactly. We're building a family and want all of you to be a part of this podcast. Share your ideas, concerns, or advice on topics that you would like to hear about and discuss. Hit the like or subscribe button below and leave a comment or suggestion for future episodes. We are doing this all for us. So thanks again for joining us. And until next time, this is Linda. And Curry, signing off.